Today on Sexually Woke with Dr. Susan, I'm talking about how to spice up your sex life by telling the truth. Hi, it's Dr. Susan, and thanks for joining me on this week's episode of Sexually Woke. Today, I wanted to talk about how to spice up your sex life by telling the truth. So most of us think we tell the truth, and I guess we kind of do, but uh, there's something really interesting that I learned when working with the Conscious Leadership Group. That's a group that I uh, did my coaching training with. So uh, Conscious Leadership Leader Jim Detmer had this quote, which I love. I'll read it for you. He said, at some point in our early lives, we learn that this is the normal way to live, to get along, to fit in and not ruffle feathers. We become socialized, and part of being socialized is not to tell the truth. We do this for two simple reasons. First, we want to get what we want. And second, we want to avoid what we don't want. This is so natural and so human. So when I want to do something or I want someone else to do something, I'm likely to say or to not say, which is a withhold, to withhold something, whatever it takes to increase the likelihood that this will happen. So for example, maybe I don't want my partner to get angry and leave me, so I'm not going to tell him that when he works long hours or misses dinner with me, it makes me feel sad or not prioritized. So these are just little ways that we can start building resentment by not telling the truth. And none of us really think this is lying. We're all very honest people, right? But it's these little subtle things that can really start to destroy our intimate relationships. So how does this work? Resentment can be really silent and insidious. It quietly leads to an increasing level of disconnection, and then we increasingly feel unheard or unseen. And then eventually like in my case, when I was married, it would violently explode just like you've shaken a soda can when it gets a little crack in it because you've been stuffing all this stuff down. So I've spent years living like this and just recently made a commitment, which which might sound pretty straightforward, but I'm going to challenge you to do it, which is to tell the truth, like to actually speak your truth. And it will do wonders for your intimate life. So let's talk about how that works. So when I did the research for my book, Sexually Woke, we've talked about this quite a bit. One of the biggest killers of libido turned out to be resentment. And so resentment covered a lot of different things, but basically it was just all the different ways that we held stuff inside and didn't fully tell our truth. So think about what Jim said in the quote that I just mentioned. As he described, when we decide not to tell the truth— or to withhold, or to twist, or manipulate the truth, or not quite tell the whole truth. We're trying to gain something, or we're trying to not lose something. And this is a natural human tendency. But again, if we're not telling our whole truth, we're not showing up in our full aliveness, and this is really going to destroy our intimate relationships. So why do we not do it more often? And I've talked about this in our women's circles. Like, Why do we not tell the truth? We're afraid. Uh, right? I mean, we are afraid and we've been taught and conditioned to be scared that if we show ourselves that someone might not like us. And so we're taught to hide. We're taught to manipulate the truth. And this is just our culture, but it's one of the biggest uh, ways that we can remain disconnected and not be available for real intimacy. Telling the truth is not going to maintain the status quo. It's going to result in something changing. And I'm 
suggesting that it's going to result in positive change, but for sure it's going to result in change. So it's scary because we don't like change. And someone has to go first, right? If you're in a standoff or if you're in a stuck place in your intimate relationship and you want it to get better, someone has to go first. So if you start telling the truth in your relationship and your partner's not really ready to hear your truth, then the outcome might be difficult. It might result in you needing to renegotiate that relationship. But one thing is for sure, if you tell the truth, your truth, the outcome will be the only one that will support you living in your full aliveness. And so I just think that's so important. You know, whatever happens when you tell your truth, and we've talked about this before, but telling the truth is not just blurting out whatever you want to say. Uh, Telling the truth requires being kind and picking the right time and being very careful with our words without losing the truth. It's not always the right time just to say what we mean. But So we've got to take the other person's feelings into account. But I'll say again that if you tell the truth, the outcome will be the only one that will support you living in your full aliveness. So in the best case scenario, your partner will agree to do the same thing, right? You could both agree to tell the truth. You'd both have to be ready to hear the truth. And then you could start the process of living in what I call, I didn't make this up, but uh, what is called a co-creative relationship, which is kind of the, I don't know, the holy grail as I would describe it for intimate relationships where both people are committed to tell the truth and committed to helping the other to become the best version of themselves. So they're bringing energy into the relationship instead of sucking energy out of it, which is this magical state that I've seen and I've actually started living in relationships this way myself, which is amazing. So, you know, when we do this, uh, mature grown-ups like us, we can connect on a level way beyond anything that we could do when we were young. So this, again, is part of the magic of having mature, intimate relationships. Uh, I have teenagers, you know, close to 20. And when I was 20, and my observation of my own kids is we're just not even close to being mature enough to have these kind of thought processes about really examining what our truth is and being brave enough to speak it out loud. I mean, this is something reserved for grownups. So we get to have the possibility to play in these super connected relationships. And, and, you know, we really can do it. I've seen it happen. So, you know, what is the worst thing that can happen? I mean, this does sound scary, doesn't it? But if somebody doesn't want to hear your truth and you've decided to say it in a kind way and a timely way and all of those things, then that is a person that probably needs to be left behind. Ouch. I mean, and that that's that's not easy. But if we're on our path to live in our full aliveness, we we need to be surrounded by people who are willing to hear our truth and we need to be willing to say it. So what does this have to do with sex? Because that's the point of this podcast, right? Well, I would say that being truthful or having this, uh, what some people call radical candor, just like telling the truth at all times has just about everything to do with sex because, you know, we cannot optimize our intimate relationships if we're not saying what we're thinking. So how do we put this into practice? Mary Jo Rapini, who I've talked with several times on this podcast, is a fantastic sex therapist here in Houston. And she and I have talked about this quite a bit. You know, the easiest thing to do is just to commit to saying things in a positive way. Like, I like it when you do 
such and such if we're talking about uh, sexual behaviors. Um, you know, the worst thing in the world is to be in a sexual encounter with someone who's doing something that you don't like. And if you don't say anything, they're going to keep doing it. Or you might be that person, right? If you're doing something and the person's not giving you any feedback, you're not going to know what to do. You're going to keep doing it. That's the worst feeling in the world. So telling our partners, I really like it when you touch me like this. I really like it when you do this is a beautiful, kind way to tell the truth rather than putting it in the negative. You know, saying I really don't like it when you do something or other is also okay. That might be something you want to reserve for a time outside the actual intimate time, unless it's something you really don't like and then it's important to say so. Our tone of voice is so important too. You know, it's so important. So as women, often we are going to be the ones who need to go first. So kindness, watching our tone of voice, eye contact, all of these things that we know would make the truth well accepted if we were, if it was in reverse and we were the one hearing it. You know, if you can put yourself in in your partner's shoes, wouldn't you love to hear? I'd love to hear. I do love to hear when my partner says, I like it when you do such and such. And then I know that I'm doing it right and I'm going to keep doing it. So huge, you know, telling the truth in the bedroom is absolutely critical to having an honest, fully alive, intimate sexual relationship. So, you know, when we don't do that, I mean, just think about all the times I can think about thousands of times that I've done this. I mean, some of us have faked orgasms. That's kind of a pretty big not telling the truth. I'll tell you, I've done it myself. Many of us have. You know, it's not doing anyone any favors, really, because uh, they're going to think they're doing something right and they're going to do it again. Um, you know, so just telling the truth. Sometimes if we don't have an orgasm, and that's okay. It's okay to say, you know, I really enjoyed it, but I'm not going to have an orgasm today. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, tone of voice is incredibly important. But, you know, when we don't talk about things like uh, difficult things, uh, say, for example, in my age group, erectile dysfunction is incredibly common. Um, so women in our 50s, even earlier, often have partners who suffer from ED. And if we don't talk about it, it becomes the biggest elephant in the room. Uh, there's no way to genuinely connect. Sex becomes flat out scary for both people. Uh, so you can see how this can just kill intimacy. The other person's going to feel unseen. He's going to be scared to share. He's going to feel misunderstood. He's going to feel not enough. All of those things. And then next thing we know, we're sleeping with our backs to each other. Next thing we know, we're sleeping in the guest room. And this is how relationships drift apart. So I've mentioned before in the study that led to my book, another huge libido killer other than resentment was body image issues. So it might not come to mind right away why body image issues have anything to do with not telling the truth. But just think about all these different ways that we might be holding inside or withholding the way we feel about our bodies and not telling our partners so let me give you an example. If I'm worried about my stomach sticking out or my boobs being flabby and I just choose to avoid positions that I feel like might show those areas more like sitting on top, but I don't say anything about it, he's going to be thinking, oh, something's wrong with me. She's not enjoying different positions anymore. He's going to have a whole different story. You know, if we could just come out and say, imagine this conversation if we just came out and say something like this. And I've worked with patients and we've had, you know, uh, role playing and learning how to have these kind of conversations. So what if you said something like this? Honey, I know we've been disconnected sexually lately. 
I wanted to tell you that part of me is scared to connect with you because I'm worried that after having kids, my vagina is too loose and that my weight gain might be repulsive to you. Maybe the wrinkles as I've gotten older are not making me look pretty. I'm really afraid if you see me up close with the lights on, you're not going to like it. And my deepest fear is that this is going to cause you to leave me. This has led me to not want to connect with you sexually, and I'd really like to change that because it's not you. Okay, so I wrote that out for somebody. We were doing some role-playing, and she actually went home and had that conversation, and everything went amazingly. Uh, His answer was something like this, like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry you've been feeling this way. I thought our disconnection was because I've been having trouble having an erection, and I'm getting fat around the middle. I thought I didn't have enough stamina, and you didn't think I was sexy. So his answer was something like that. So the whole time, what happens when we withhold our truth is that it encourages each of us to be living in our own stories of something's wrong with me. My partner's not connecting with me sexually anymore, so something must be wrong with me. I'm too fat. I'm too old. I'm not sexy. Maybe he's having an affair. All of those things. When actually what's often happening is it's that other person is is feeling terribly insecure about something that they're withholding. Just as an example, if you could commit to having an honest conversation like that, of course, at the right time, a good prelude to this kind of conversation, and I would recommend, is to always ask permission from the other person to see if this is a good time to have a conversation. So, for example, you might say, hey, honey, there's something really sensitive I want to talk to you about. Is this a good time? Uh, Because if we just start blurting into something really sensitive and he's got something else on his mind, it's not going to be well received. So always ask for permission. If he says, no, this isn't a good time, then set up a time that would be a better time and then just do it. I mean, you've got nothing to lose. So you can imagine the amount of relief and lightness that happens after you're able to have that kind of conversation. And he said, oh, thank God, I thought it was my ED. And you're like, oh, thank God, I thought it was my loose vagina. And everybody's just so relaxed and relieved. And this is where real intimacy can happen, where you can really reconnect if you've started to disconnect and you can start being real together again. And I've seen it happen. It's happened in my own life and I've seen it happen with my patients. So I joke, I can give you the fanciest vagina on the planet. We can do laser, we can do PRP and even surgically tighten the vagina. We can do all of these things. But if we're not telling the truth about how we feel, none of that's going to be useful because our mind still isn't right. So if we still hate our body and we're having all kinds of withheld truths because we're resentful, that beautiful vagina is going to be worthless. So this is a real mind-body connection. We, you know, we do need our anatomy to be working in our favor. And there's obviously things we can do to help with that. We need vaginal dryness to go away. We need clitoral blood flow to be maximized. He needs to have his erectile dysfunction addressed. So there are real anatomic issues, but I always say the mind, the brain, is our biggest sex organ for sure. So we we can't just give a man Viagra and just say, off you go. Well, we can, and a lot of people do that, but it's not going to correct this underlying problem if we're just not telling the truth. So this just does not only apply to people in partnerships, actually. So I'm going to read a quote from something I wrote about this regarding truth-telling, even when we're single. So... Here is the quote, having a healthy relationship with truth-telling is something that happens inside your own mind and does not require another person to participate. I think of this as similar to the idea of forgiveness, which is a one-person job, and is simply an understanding and acceptance 
that I no longer want to carry this anger with me and I'm ready to let it go. Forgiveness doesn't require the other person to do anything. The two-person version of forgiveness would be reconciliation, which is a whole different animal. In the context of truth-telling and sexuality, the equivalent of forgiveness would be developing healthy relationships with sex and with your own body and being honest about your feelings within your own mind. The equivalent of reconciliation would be incorporating that into your relationship with another person who wants to do the same thing. So the first part is necessary, and that is this reconciliation within your own mind. The second part is nice if it's available, but it's not required to have a fully awake and alive life. And I hope that makes sense. So truth-telling starts inside our own body. If we're not able to say to ourselves, like, these are the things that I'm feeling, to actually write down or document what what are we withholding. So I recommend this as an exercise. Uh, you know, when I'm working with couples uh, who are struggling with their sexual relationship, actually documenting your withholds is a really good exercise. Just write them down. <laughs> Write down all the things you're withholding. Maybe, okay, I think my vagina is too loose. I think my boobs are saggy. I wonder if I smell funny. I don't really like it when you do this, this thing that you've been doing for 20 years and I've never told you. It could be a big, long list. Write them all down and then make a commitment to speak them out loud with your partner. Maybe not all at once. You could try one at a time, like the example that I gave you. But start by just documenting what they are, all of the ways that you're not telling the truth. And yes, we're not lying, but all of the different ways that we're withholding the truth. And just, again, going back to any way that we're withholding the truth, we're not showing up in our full aliveness. We're not allowing ourselves to be seen. So we have to take responsibility for that. If we're not connecting well with our partner, we need to take responsibility for our part. In as much as we're not telling the truth or we're withholding things, We're not allowing the other person to connect with us. And it's really easy to blame this on the other person. Now, they have their share of responsibility as well, but we need to take responsibility for our own part. So that's my challenge for you this week, to think about all the different ways that you withhold the truth regarding your intimate relationships. Write them down, document them, at least think about them, and then make a commitment to speak them out loud with your partner. And remember, you know, telling the truth not only has to be honest, but it has to be kind and it has to be said at a good time. So always ask permission first. So give it a try. I'd love to hear how that goes for you. But tell the truth. That's one of the best ways to spice up your sex life. And I'll talk to you next week. 